What's up guys, this episode we're gonna be talking about how to enable and run Ruby 2.6 with the brand new Just-In-Time or JIT compiler. So that's the major feature of this release and unfortunately it's a still experimental. So it's something you probably won't want to run in production just yet, but hopefully for future releases they make some major improvements to this and it will improve uh, your production code. But for now, this is something that is experimental in the sense that it doesn't improve the performance of your Rails apps, your sidekick workers, that sort of thing, but it does do a huge speed improvement for certain things. One of those was a uh, benchmark called OptCarrot, which is a, an actually a nest emulator. So it's generating these frames from the nest and so it's simulating all of that and we're trying to get it to run as fast as the original Nest which ran at 60 FPS. And so um, this is super cool because Ruby is not generally known for being that fast and this is a great way of doing something that's CPU intensive that they can run as a benchmark. So it's pretty awesome and it's already been um, 1.7 times faster with Ruby 2.6's JIT enabled, which is phenomenal. That's a huge, huge improvement. Unfortunately, um, this doesn't do great yet for memory intensive things like Rails or Sidekick and that sort of thing. So they don't really benefit from that at the moment, generally speaking, but you should actually make sure that you run your code with the JIT enabled and with it disabled and see how it works on your own code to know for sure or not whether or not it's gonna be good or bad. So the JIT is actually disabled by default, so you have to turn it on to run it. So what we're going to do is take a look at that real quick in the terminal. So make sure that you have Ruby 2.6 installed and running on your machine, and then you can simply say Ruby dash dash JIT and whatever file name that you want to run, and that will enable the JIT. That's all there is to it. Um, but this is not going to print out any output for you about the JIT, so you may not feel like it's on for sure. And so you can enable JIT verbose equals one to actually run that script um, and print out logs about the JIT compiling things. So that's one option. But the other option is that a lot of times you're running things like Rails through a different executable. You're using maybe bundle exec Rails or Sidekick or Rails command itself and you're not actually calling Ruby, and those other executables don't know the JIT option or how to even pass it in to Ruby necessarily. So you can use the Ruby opt environment variable, which you could set on, if you wanted to do this on Heroku, you could go set that in your environment variable section there, and you could just pass in the options that you want. So if you want to enable the JIT, you just say Ruby opt dash dash JIT, and this will work for your Rails executables um, or anything that you might want if you've set this globally. So you can do it either on the command itself like this where we just put it at the beginning or you could export this variable so it's available for all commands and then they'll all run with the JIT. Um, just keep that in mind on how you want to test things out. So if you run Rails S, this is actually going to run with the JIT, but you're not gonna see any different output when this is on or off, you'll just see the standard output from Rails. Now if you turn JIT verbose equals one on, then you're gonna see a lot of output here from the JIT compiler. So this is actually going and compiling a bunch of code as it's starting up Puma and a Rails application. And you can see those lines of output here and you see JIT success, the time it took and um, what code it's compiling 
and where it's going to. So it's outputting C code and you can see where that is and it's called Ruby MJIT and some sort of random characters here dot C. And so it's printing out C code and then running that through the compiler, which is pretty awesome. So this is something you probably don't need to have the ver verbose option on all the time. Um, but it's something just if you want to make sure that you're running the jet, well, you can see that right there. Um, and that makes that handy. So that is the big experimental feature of Ruby 2.6. And because it's not a blanket, everything is faster with us on. It's disabled by default. They don't want to re release Ruby 2.6 and then everyone upgrades and all their Rails apps are significantly slower. Um, so they have it turned off by default. So you can enable it, run benchmarks on your code and make sure it's not a huge amount slower. And if it isn't, uh, that much slower, you can go ahead and run it with the JIT in production. And so this is a way for them to get the JIT out into the real world so that people are using it and giving feedback on it and seeing how it performs in different real scenarios and not just benchmarks. And so that's a big step forward. They're gonna be working on improving this for the next releases so that hopefully very soon the Rails and other memory intensive applications will actually be faster, hopefully 1.7 times faster um, in the future. But for now, it's disabled by default because of that. So if you need to enable the JIT, just remember dash dash JIT as all you really need. And it's probably easiest to always use Ruby opt for that. So that's all you have to do to enable the JIT in Ruby 2.6.